This is Reimagine Law, a podcast about legal education and careers to help students navigate their career choices. Welcome to Reimagine Law and this episode where we are delving into the enormous area of networking. We have two experts in the field who've joined Nigel and I today. Um, So it's our great pleasure to introduce Anne Marcotti, an expert in client relationship development. And Anne has her own business, which helps law firm leaders with client relationships and networking. Hi, Anne. We're also joined by Beth Crocker, who's a self-employed criminal barrister, 2006 call, and practicing at 15 Newbridge Street Chambers. Welcome to the podcast, Beth and Anne. I thought um, perhaps we could start by, by actually trying to define, define what we're talking about. What is networking? Well, thank you, Nigel. It's, it's very interesting. When I work with most people, they, the younger they are, they find it sleazy. They, they say, well, I've got my friends, but I don't want to get something out of them. And actually, it's really building your network of contacts and thinking about how you can help people rather than you can take from them. And then you share your knowledge and you share those connections with each other. And that really helps you in your career, but you also help other people. And very often people say networking is working a room, going to a cocktail party. I see that in a lot of law firms, I've got to network. That's not the case. Um, And the sooner you start to network within your university or in the first law firm you're in or in the first job you are in, you know, partnerships are network organization. The more people you know, the more people know you, the more people you help, the more people will help you. Um, So that's really, really important. And it's really giving. So being a connector, it's not about managing transaction, it's about managing relationships. And once you say I'm giving rather than I'm taking, it changes your mindset. That's really interesting. And I mean, Beth, I don't know, just to bring you in, I don't know some of your early experiences when people either talked to you about networking or how you experienced it when you were trying to build your breadth of contacts in your career. I think Anne's absolutely right, because I think everybody starts off thinking that networking is working a room. And for a lot of people that can fill them with dread because they're they're worried that maybe they're not very good at it or they don't want to do it. Um, and actually, I wish I'd have realised much younger that it that it's such a bigger picture than that, um, because people are probably networking all the time without even realise they're doing it. And, and it's just focusing on what you're actually doing and realising what you're doing and then building on it. Um, so, so like Anne said, just introducing people to each other um, and introducing your contacts. Um, and I think y- you can do that from really early on. I mean, from from a self-employed um point of view obviously as a barrister you're in bar school then you're applying for pupillages um actually networking would be a great thing to do pre-applying for pupillages because you you meet people who can give you advice on how to fill out application forms um advice in relation to to interviews and things like that um and, and you can help other people in that process as well um, so I agree, it's a, it's a really broad topic that you can start really early on. And I don't think people realise how early you can start it. Describe to me your network. I mean, so how many different sort of your stakeholder groups you're interacting with? How does your network look? Um, so I'm self-employed. I'm a, my chambers, I think we have about 45 or 50 self-employed members, albeit we're all part of a chambers. So um, I suppose my own name is my brand, but also my chambers is my brand. 
Um, some people will know me, some people will know the chambers that I'm in. Um, and so from a networking point of view, I, really, I suppose we have to look at both of those strands. Um, in, in the same way that you might recognise a very large law firm, people immediately recognise the name of that firm rather perhaps the, the person in it. Um, so obviously as a self-employed practitioner, your networking is, is going to be quite different to a large law firm that, that's got large resources behind it. Um, I think the first thing is, and it might sound obvious, is, is do your job well. You are your own, your own advertiser. Um, and people will recognise you for that when um, they see you in court or even if they're not against you. I mean, barristers, so much of their networking takes place without them realising it within a roving room because they talk to each other about their cases. They help each other. There's a real uh, camaraderie at the bar where people can ask each other for help. Um, and we come across all sorts uh, of different people at court. So you, you've got your professional client, your instructing solicitor. Um, they will know instructing solicitors that they will see at court when they're with you. Um, we will meet um, experts at court. Um, so expert give, experts giving evidence in our cases. Um, and very often we'll have a, a networking scenario where barristers will say, can anybody recommend a particular expert to me in this particular field? And, and, you, and you generate contacts in that way and you can help each other in that way. Um, uh, other than that, there is our general relationship with our instructing solicitors, there's our relationship with um, each other as professionals. It, it may well be I have a criminal client who also has a civil matter uh, and mm. they need a recommendation um, as to somebody who can help them and vice versa. Mm. And, and Beth, just, just to kind of on one point there, did you, did you find, as you say, you have all those different conversations, all those different network of contacts around your work and your, your daily work, did you find that for your networking, you needed to almost develop really good habits? Because it's something I want to come on to a little bit as well. I do think a lot of barristers network when they don't realise they're doing it. Um, but I think probably that means it is a good habit um, because because you're doing it naturally. I think one of the good things to, to work on, certainly for me, is to recognise that I'm doing it and then do it more. Um, and not to see it as something that might be a difficult or uncomfortable task, but to see it as something actually that's hugely helpful to your own professional practice and will help other people, which comes back to what Anne said. Um, if, you, if you look at it more as um, networking to, to help people out and give rather than just take, it becomes a much more comfortable experience. Mm, yeah, thank you. And I think that from what you say, which is also important is the description you make is you network with people like you okay so you give to each other in the same professional background and what people also need to think about when they consider their network and it may be a takeaway from everybody's today is we have our bonding network people who are like us and we feel very comfortable with but we also need to develop a bridging network so move from comfort to courage and there's people who are very different because in a professional life or a personal life you can, you know, connect with those people and some of your contacts, we need people who are completely different. So I'm mm -hmm. thinking about a builder. I know it sounds crazy, but if you've got a build, good builder in your network, you can help somebody who's important to you or just help uh, with that. If somebody knows you, Nigel or Fran, and they want to go to university for their children, that's suddenly a fantastic network that you can't overlook. And it doesn't need to be constantly in contact with those people. 
but it's having all those connections and seeing how they fit and like a web, how you can extend them and help them. So in addition of what you do every day, I would encourage people from time to time to say, what else do I need to add to have colors and more dimension into what they do? And Anne, I think I remember you, you telling me once a story where someone that just gone on secondment or had moved office and one of the things that would be of value to them then was actually it might be information about schools in a certain country or something yeah. like that, which I guess is your point there. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think actually, if you think about your CV, you'll, you'll see people's professional CVs and it'll have all of their professional qualifications. And at the end, it will include something about their personal interests. Now, that, that's partly to give them a flavour of the person that you are and that you do have outside interests. But it's also another great way of connecting people, because if you realise actually you have a very similar interest to somebody, it, again, it opens up the avenue for having conversations, asking for advice, asking for recommendations. I think the point you're making, Beth, which is useful, is people need to share their personal interests. For students, it's the same. It's don't, we, we always feel we need to hide the interest we've got, the charities you, you have. And it's so important, the extra thing. Um, we often see students applying for roles within our legal advice centre at Queen Mary, and we ask them to tell us something about themselves that that they haven't already said on the application. And it's always something they think we want to hear rather than genuinely something about themselves, you know? Um, and that's what we're really asking. It's that reluctance, mm. isn't it, to show Anne? Yeah, that they care about, they're passionate about. Really interesting. Yeah, well, great way to build a network actually, you know, as you say, what, what do we find out about people? You know, it goes back to the listening point, doesn't it? Because then if we listen really well, then we can help, then we can give more because we can actually connect more what we think would be a, a use to our network and, and a use to all the people we're speaking with. Um, so in terms of the how, if we were to think about how do we network, we, we, we talked about a few things already, Beth, you described beautifully there, you know, the, as you say, wait, how does, how do all your, your different um, groups and different connections work around you in, in, in your daily work? Um, and perhaps just, um, you've mentioned LinkedIn, and obviously there's an online aspect to networking now, which is really big. Um, in terms of the how, Anne, as well, is there any, what would be your top things for people to think about? Just do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing. And know it's important. Know that people who actually network and have a bigger network are happier, uh, get promoted faster in their job. You know, and with the pandemic, it's become really difficult because the network, normally your network moves as you progress in your career. But with the pandemic, if for the first time, your network has shrunk. So people have to really go out there and be more strategic about who they want to build connection. They're now very, very close to five, 10 people, which you will always be, but your network is up to two and a half thousand people. So it's about what is my five people, what is my 25, 50 people, and then recognize those things. So your broader network with the hairdresser, maybe in the 500 people, um, and you don't need to connect with them so often. But if you are going out of law school, don't wait to be out or the time you want an internship to start. Start years ahead, go to some places where people are, start following five firms that you like on LinkedIn and put comments, find, young trainees who are two, three years ahead of you who are posting. And I'm always surprised to see how few young people are using social media uh, to do that. Create your own podcast, create your own group where you share things. And I think people are so obsessed 
with doing the grades rather than all the rest also, which add dimension. And the younger you start, it's like a muscle, the better you get. All the people you went to school with, stay in touch, you know, go to the school reunion, go to the alumni reunion, even 25 years later, just be curious and then be selective. Yeah, very, Those very Those are a nice. few things to do. Super, no, thank you. And, and, and Beth, and mentioned, you know, the lockdown over the last year or so, what have you noticed in terms of, you know, is there, how, how's, how's that been for you and your network? Have you done much more remotely, Beth, in the last year or so? So much more remotely. Um, and it, it has its bonuses, it, it, but it also has its, draw, its drawbacks. Um, and it, in terms of seeing, actually physically being in the presence of other colleagues, I mean, it virtually disappeared in, in my life for 12 months. Um, and so it's, it can be a lonely job if you're literally sat on the other side of a computer. Of course, we, we've, we've been able to see judges and, um, and our opponents are on, on the video, um, but it really has reduced the amount of, um, of contact we've had with people. I mean, even conferences with my clients. So, uh, because of the pandemic, when we were in proper lockdown, we were having an awful lot of telephone conferences, whereas normally you would be sat face to face with them. Um, and so it has made a real difference. Part of the campus life and some of the parties was networking and it's not possible anymore. And the Zoom is exhausting. And a lot of students, which is one thing, my tip, go on Zoom, have the camera on, network with the teacher, use the chat, not too much, not to disrupt the teacher. Ask your question rather than writing everything. You know, be present, be noticeable, connect afterwards with the people who are on your course try to work together. I find this group work has disappeared also when mm. the younger people, and it, it's very hard for young, some firms have put in place how to onboard the trainee program. But then if you're a trainee, you just take everything that the firm is offering, not I've got to do the technical work, anything they do, even if you don't like quiz, even if you don't like, you know, doing certain things, just give it a go. And actually you probably will have fun rather than over analyzing i'm not going to go into painting easter egg with the firm because it's not right or doing christmas wreath. just do it <laughs> no agree and one thing and that you've, you've you've mentioned there that from all the years when we've been in touch that you've mentioned is almost that that discipline of almost following up as you say and actually you know after you've been to something or almost just following up with a question or saying oh that was very interesting thank you very much you know could we stay in touch da, 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 da. you know so just just keeping that keeping the connection warm and also how do you stand out I suppose Anne is the interesting point as you say do you actually put your hand up and say something out loud for a change rather than just putting it in the chat or something or, or be the student or the trainee on the call who always has crazy t-shirts <laughs> you know with something to say or walking with a cap or something different I mean how do you connect with people because it's connecting and you can't give if you don't start by connecting how do you come across as different no, exactly. And as you say, and for Beth, that's the kind of day in, day out. Beth, as we, as we think ahead, I mean, Anne's given us lots of thoughts there about the how, about especially the online, the long, online situations. Um, I mean, if there are any tips, Beth, that you were thinking for, for people just, just starting as well from some of the things we've covered here, what would, what would be some of the things that, that, that you would say to, to those people just starting out? Um, I think exactly what Anne said, just do it. Um, but, but equally, don't be frightened of it. Um, you know, if, mm. if you feel, oh, I think I'm a personality where I'm not particularly comfortable in this environment, just take bite-sized chunks 
and have a go and and you, you'll probably surprise yourself at, I mean we've all probably sat in in lectures and thought oh, I don't want to put my hand up and ask the question I'll just write it down but actually after, after you do ask the question you realize other people wanted to hear that same answer as well and you feel much better for it and much better for engaging um so effectively yeah. have a go um you don't have to overwhelm yourself you don't have to give yourself unrealistic targets but remember you're doing it all for a reason um you know you want to progress your career you want to do as well as you can but you want to enjoy it as well so you're not putting unrealistic targets or pressure on yourself you're just helping yourself to learn a way to help things along in a way that you will enjoy and in a way that will help other people mm. um and the more you you do something i think the more naturally it, it comes to you Mm. Well, you've actually touched on a really interesting point here, this thought of almost introverts and extroverts as well, and, you know, networking, networking with our different styles. I mean, Anna, I don't know if there's anything there for us to, to pass on to people, which we've touched on a few points already, if, you know, if, if it's just not your thing, or how, how, how do you network as an introvert? Well, that's very interesting. There's a lot of research on networking. And, you know, a lot of people say you're naturally good at that, you're gifted at it, or you're not. Uh, and if you're an introvert, you can't do it. But actually, you've got this pseudo introvert where you start training yourself to network. And it's, it's, it's very interesting. The pseudo introverts are more um, actually better because they're better listener. Than uh, the that's an interesting point. Yes. So if you, you know, you do it with intention and you develop it, you're actually more likely to be motivated to improve. Uh, rather than somebody who's an extrovert and talk to everybody, but rather than listening to people. Yeah, well, that goes back to that point. We, we, I often, we often used to say, you know, don't go to events and try and be interesting, be interested, and actually, you know, do the listening and asking the questions. Because, you know, if you're if you're the introvert, it's actually it's okay. You know, you can actually um, you can actually go there and just play off the other people's conversation. Look for the hooks in the conversation, the interesting words that you know that really jump out at you from something that they've just said, I guess, as well, which could be their interests as well, which is where we started, of course. We always try and give uh, uh, some takeaways, which Fran, I know you've been thinking about as we've gone along as well. But Beth, any, any thoughts about what we've discussed so far? Just enjoy it, take it a piece at a time. And I would say don't don't expect instant results. You never know. There are situations whereby, you know, you might write a professional article tomorrow and in three years time, somebody finds it on Google and contacts you or, or, or moving it away from a professional setting. You meet somebody and actually that network comes to fruition in, in 12, 18 months time, whether that's you helping them or them helping you. Um, and just have a real sort of um, open mind and wide, wide viewpoint for it. It, it. it could go in many ways um, and it, it could happen quickly, it could happen slowly, but just enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah. final thoughts? My final thought is being invisible is worse than failure. <laughs> Very good, very good. There you go, Fran. So, that's, <laughs> Beth, 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 and I thank you so much. You know, really interesting discussion there. You know, we, so what we've looked at, you know, what is networking, especially in this COVID world, and how do you do it? Some of those thoughts about introverts and extroverts as well, enjoying it. And I think what stayed with me, Fran, is this thought of just do it as well. So, oh, I the one-liners <laughs> from this podcast have been fantastic, brilliant. Nigel, in terms of actions for our listeners, there were two that really struck me from from listening to Anne and Beth's um, words of wisdom. 
I want you know for listeners to really evaluate their life networks and of course not all our listeners have professional networks so who do you have contacts in life and where are the gaps um and then perhaps a sort of second part to that you know in the next week reach out to five people that you might have had contact with in the past or maybe are, are new to you and that fill those gaps in your life network or your life web um that, that was my thought. I don't know if you had anything on that, Nigel. No, I, I, I was just thinking, and also, I'm going to say be brave. So I'm going to say be brave. And some one of the things that Anne and, and Beth were saying there around, be brave around connecting at on almost an interest level with people as well as at a professional level as well. So almost spotting the interests of people and exploring those with your contacts as well. So be brave to go beyond the professional a little bit in that sense of, almost where can I connect at a different level with this with this person on a sort of the hobbies level or, or whatever it is yeah fantastic brilliant all right well um that brings this episode um to an end thank you so much to Beth and Anne for joining us for your wonderful um contributions um just a few things to say to listeners don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and of course follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram after all of this talk about networking um those are our two social media platforms um and also to say that we have a mini series on applications coming up and we would love to hear from you um, on our social media platforms um, about any questions or particular topics you want us to cover as part of that application series. Please do send us a direct message um, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.